The following episode of We Making It is part of a mini-series highlighting the body business stories of dance artist professionals who are creative partners in the Sydney L. Mosley Dancers Collective. SLM Dancers is a New York City-based dance theater collective that works in communities to organize for gender and racial justice through experimental dance performance. This fall, SLM Dancers is fundraising yes, fundraising, to build our collective power and continue to make this work possible. Hashtag we making it. In these body business stories, we speak candidly about our budgets and bank accounts while sustaining a commitment to impacting our communities with our gifts as artists. Please visit SLM Dance's website to learn more about how you can play a part in reaching our fundraising goal of 10000 by December 31st, 2019. Again, that's S-L-M-D-A-N-C-E-S dot com. You want to know what else you can do? Well, let me tell you. Share this episode using the hashtag S-L-M-D-BodyBiz, that's biz with a Z, 10K, and help us share our body business stories with your community. Now, let's get back to the show. My relationship to money. Very, very ups and downs. Lots of ebbs and flows. <laughs> And welcome back to another episode of We Making It Woo. This is a weekly conversation with New York-based artists about what they are making in honey. Is they drinking water in the process? Because we can't be out here insane or dehydrated. So if you want to be a part of the conversation, be sure to email me and I'm partial to DMs at katie smiles.nyc katie because it is my name smiles because honey look on instagram it's real cute dot nyc because that's where we at so what happened last night i don't remember but i want to keep lifting up afia at a chorus conjure women guys it comes out march 2020 and we were going to talk about it so many more times uh, before she before it comes out because like she's so bomb. And if you know her, let me know because I'm trying to get her on the podcast. Also, I am taking a, a, a little detour in terms of reading. I started Sula a few. I've started Sula like twice in the last like year or so. And I'm finishing Sula. If you don't know Sula, it's uh, a book by Toni Morrison. I want to say it's her second or third book. If you don't know me, I love, love, love Toni Morrison. And so, like, I just needed to finish this book real quick. And so, without further ado, uh, if you are new to this conversation, this is a conversation around specifically what folks are literally making. Budgeting 101, but specifically, what are they making and how are they paying rent in order to dance? And vice versa. And so, special guest, can you introduce yourself? Hello. My name is Joan Bradford. Hey, Joanina. Hey. <laughs> All right, Joanina, let's get right into it. So, Joan, mm-hmm. how are you making this life happen numerically, financially? Ooh. Well, 
Well, I work a lot. Okay. That's number one. Okay. Um, yeah, working more than anything else. Okay. So spending a lot of my time doing that. I have a lot of jobs. I yes. Long Tell list. the people of all the jobs you have. All right. From the top. From the top. So I work as an assistant site director for an arts-based after-school program. Shout out Coalition, Arts hey, and Literacy. Hey, hey, hey. So I'm there quite a lot. I probably can make more money through them, but because of rehearsals and performance opportunities and going right. away, I can never get to the amount of hours that they actually offered me. Right. Which kind of sucks. So how, uh, if a work week for you is Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday? For that job, Monday through Friday. And so how many hours is that a week? I can work up to 35. I've yet to make that. What do you usually make? 25. Okay, cool. And then keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Then I teach on Saturdays at the Bronx House. Shout out to the Bronx House. Shout and, out to you. Um, I project manage their recital, okay. which if you haven't organized a dance recital with costumes, you know that that is a major undertaking. Yes. And I'm the only person that knows how to do that job at that establishment. So. Okay. You know, they pay me X amount for to complete the project, like a stipend. Oh, so it's not. But it, no. okay, so then, but that doesn't make me want to know. So how many hours? You said you were twenty five hours for twenty five arts hours? and letters, and then um, um, how many I hours teach for four classes on Saturday at the Bronx House? So what is that? Four hours. Four or? hours. Okay, cool. Every Saturday. Okay. And then when we get to recital season. I work in their office, I don't know, maybe three hours extra on a Saturday or working remotely. Okay, so yeah. we're getting up to what, like a 29-hour work week mm-hmm. outside of rehearsals. Okay, keep going. Mm-hmm. Then I work for Waxworks. Shout, Shout out, out to Waxworks. Waxworks. Um, and I'm stepping into a um, more of a leadership position coming okay. up. So that um, time commitment was one Sunday a month, show day, okay. which is... I don't know, 1 p.m. to maybe 10 p.m. all day in the theater. and 1 then to 10 is what, eight, eight hours? Mm-hmm. So what are we, 29 plus 8 is 37, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. 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 And um, there's some admin work that has to happen remotely. Okay. That comes out, I don't even know. But that's going to change now that I'm stepping into a higher role, like daily so email checking. Say, like, two hours a week, three hours a week? Yeah, maybe. It, it's usually like big chunks that we have to get stuff done and then less okay. and less. Okay. So it varies. So we're looking at about 40 hours a week so right. far. Right. Okay, keep going. And then I dance for Sydney Mosley. That's hey. Which is eight hours a week. Eight hours a week. Which brings you up to 48 hours. About 48. And then I'm currently working on a project through a residency with Pepitian and Bad. And okay. that's like, I don't know, four sun, four hours on a Sunday. So maybe like 12 hours for the month. But, but that's a week, we're week. looking at 48, so 52 hours a week. Sure. Because there's like, you know, planning and right. coordinating with dancers and right. cost, you so know, it could totally all that. Be, so let's just go ahead and round it up to 55 hours a week. Woo. Just That's round it up week. because we're talking about like all of the in-between moments. Right. Okay. So 55 hours a week. Let's That's talk intense. about how much you make per month. So I'm not really good at tracking. Let's give a roundabout figure. <laughs> Damn. So <laughs> if you listen to Jessica's episode, we're going to work backwards <laughs> to work forwards. Okay. So how much is rent? So, 
I got a mortgage now. Oh, shout out to Joan. Joan does have a mortgage. We're, we're in a co-op, but it's still technically a mortgage. So how oh, much is your mortgage payment? 14 but it's split between my fiancé, Chris, shout out Chris, and I. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Um, so that's so 700 seven. with a mortgage. With a mortgage. And then utilities. And then that's like another 100 So we're looking at 800 yep. And then phone bill. Um, I think we're at 75 so what but I got. send that to Chris, so that he sends me like a cash app bill, and I just, you know. Okay, so we got seven hundred plus one hundred is eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Eight hundred plus this cash app bill, we'll say is well, cash app bill got that. It got uh, like pet food that we split. You have an animal. We have an animal. Okay, Ollie. So we can say what about one hundred and fifty dollars? Yeah, cash something app like bill? that to split the things. So we got we had nine fifty mm-hmm. travel expenses. So I had to get a car because I commuted to college. Well, I had a car. I the car was there. I was planning to not have the car, but then I had. We'll get into why that happened. So a car is very expensive, right? Especially because my car's getting old and he's getting a little run down. Rusty. So so there's expenses. a lot of expenses with that, and then I do half of the week drive and half of the week train. So travel expenses, John, right. give me a number. I don't know. Uh, we're saying a month? A month. Maybe like 250 So 250 what were we at? Nine. Oh, I think we were at 950 So high. that's, what, $1,300. Mm-hmm. So that's travel. Oh, does that travel expenses include insurance? Mm-hmm. Gas. Okay, let's bump this to 300 So we're looking at 1350 Oh, yeah. Okay. We didn't so, even talk, I mean, even say food. Right. So, like, yeah, great segue. How much do you spend on food? <laughs> and that's including eating out, Joan. Eating out, eating in. Me and Chris are bad. We we order out way too much. Um, that's hard to say too because we split a lot of stuff. Give me a roundabout. Probably about. like two, three ish. Let's go ahead and take two seventy five. So that will put us at fourteen seventy five. <laughs> now, or do you have any flicks of net? The who of lose. We do, but that was back in that cash out bill that Chris sends me. Okay, so that we was already covered there. that. And then we borrow a friend's. Okay. So are there any other expenses that you deem necessities? Hair. Like in uh in Shange had to have her nails done. Joan has amazing <laughs> hair if you ain't never seen it. Oh, thank you. Class taking skills, which we didn't talk about in Jessica's episode, but mm-hmm. class taking bills. Anything like that? Yeah, class taking bills. How much do you think you spend on month in terms of taking class? Not so much like in the SLM Mosley se- season because right. we're taking we're we're dancing a lot. Right. But on that off season, probably like I don't know, classes. How much now? Twenty. Depending on where you're going. One in the twenties. In the twenties. Maybe like twice a week. But we won't count that. Cause we won't count that. Right now, that's not happening. SLM season is quite long. Okay, right. so we're looking at fourteen fifty. Damn. Cat Bill, you know, we have a rescue cat. Mm-hmm. She has some medical things. She had a broken jaw, poor baby. She has to get a tooth pulled. Okay. Who knew how much Give cat dentistry number. would be? That's about to be a $500 drop. Okay. So what are we at? But is that 500 a month? No. That's just like a one-time thing, but it's happening soonish, so I wanted to throw that in there. So 1450 So you basically be spending 1950 for that month. That's crazy. It is. <laughs> And what's even more crazy is you telling me how the how this supports this nineteen fifty gets paid based on 
you just told me. So you did say that you have a partner. Yes. The partner does cut expenses in half. Yes, we have everything. also have enough resources to have a mortgage. Correct. These are, I'm trying to go through your disc. I'm going to give you disclaimers mm-hmm. that I picked up in the conversation. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you have a partner that helps you split things. Mm-hmm. You have uh, a little bit of resources in terms of like a mortgage because mm-hmm. that is a specific type of resource. Mm-hmm. And then you have these jobs. Mm-hmm. How does this 1950 get paid? Is it mostly from the Arts Coalition? Is it mostly from Teach? Like, how? what's the breakdown? Mostly from my job that's the most hours. Okay. In the time where I'm doing, like, teaching and project managing, I was able at one month to pay most of my things through that. Okay. So that was pretty cool. But that's the, the it's being paid from working. Okay, cool. Okay. And... One thing you haven't mentioned, which I didn't get into in Jessica's episode, is health insurance. You don't do you have benefits? I do. So I do have benefits. I'm I'm on my parents' insurance till 26. Right. And how old are um, you now? 25. Okay. So you got one more year. Me I got too. Holding on tight. Yep. We are holding on tight to this insurance. Honey, I don't know if I'm holding on tight. I need to make sure I get. I need to take care of some things. I know. We'll talk about it later. But it would cost more money for me to go on my job's health insurance because I only need, like, for instance, I only need dental. Right. And I do have some eye medical conditions. Okay. That thankfully are paid for with my parents' insurance. Okay. But I don't have dental, so like I have to get a root canal done. We're just waiting on me to turn 26 and how much pain I can live through before dropping that. Okay. Um, yeah. So I have I have everything but dental right now, and I could get it through work, but it wouldn't make sense for me to pay when I have. You know, it just sure. like financially doesn't make sense. Sure. Which is a great segue to what identities do you hold? Mm-hmm. You don't have to disclaim or not that you feel like have given you access to the systems that you do have in place to mm-hmm. afford this life. Mm-hmm. Well, one is that I'm a white woman and that's, as Jessica said, major. Um, so that period. Um, I'm also from New York. I'm a Bronx native. Okay. Born and raised. Um which I feel like is a privilege when stepping into a dance scene because this is like the only dance scene I've known. And, right. you know, when I started, at, you know, after graduating, taking class and doing like intensives and stuff and just like meeting people or dancing right. with other people, no one really mostly was from New York. And right. it's like, damn, you came from X place to move here. There's no one. There might not be family that you have nearby. Like I right. have a lot of family I have family over the Bronx that, you know, if I needed to, I could connect with or stay with. Mm -hmm. So that feels like a major thing. Like I was able to live with my parents after graduating. Right. It was really, I won't say the F word, difficult to do that. Um, But it was a privilege that a lot of people don't have. Right. And I did, you know, try to help financially, but it definitely wasn't the same amount I'd be paying if I was living on my own. Of course. Right. Of course, of course. Not even comparable. Right. So... Yeah. Okay, so then Okay. So then what are some before we get into barriers? Mm-hmm. I think privilege is a, a word that I mm, I think can uh do some more digging. And so I know oftentimes in spaces that are pri- prim- primarily white, there's a, a Similar to some of what you just said, uh, because I am white and I identify in this in terms of uh, gender. 
think that's the right word, gender. Um, I have X amount of privilege. But could you think of a moment or a, a specific time where you were like, oh, I know I have this resources because this is a common resources that of a white woman. Like what are some tangible, oh, I have this probably because I'm a white woman because I don't know anybody that is not a white woman that also has this resource. Because hmm. I don't know nobody besides you that own a home at 25 or paying a mortgage at 25. Right. That would be one that I would think of. But right. I'm speaking from the eye. Right. Um, that, yeah, totally. That's the only one that comes to mind just because you said that. Sure. Um, hmm. Damn, I feel like I should really know what this answer is, and I don't know, which I think no. is something to... No, just, like, something maybe to reflect on and think about. Like, I'm not yeah. sure if I could name another thing right now. No, and I think I'm, I offer that in a way, uh, if you listen to the ending of Jessica's episode, it, I say, you know, stack your coins just mm-hmm. so that if any if any of them go missing, you're going to know that they missing. I think that that goes with barriers, and I think that goes with privileges, Oftentimes, if you can't see where you have privileges, then you can't give resources to anybody else. Totally. Also, if you if you know what resources you have and they are somehow magically taken, I was magically being in quotation marks, mm-hmm. then you know what you lost. Mm-hmm. And so that I offer that in that way. Um just because again, I'm not sure as a field we always be we being this as a the dance world as a collective take stock for the privileges that we do come with into the conversation like i know at home the school that i went to is one of the top ranked schools in texas period i know that if i went back home with this piece of gold that is like probably the most expensive jewelry i own i'm referring to my aggie ring aggie knows about aggies know about their rings but i know for a fact that there are just certain conversations that because i went to that school people don't even care about what i was doing at that school they just know that i went there and i got that piece of paper and they want to talk to me right and that is something that i and that is a privilege that was very locational. Mm-hmm. Because when I moved to and when I moved to New York City, mm-hmm. nobody yeah. had heard to A&M cool. yeah. except right. for the people that went to A&M. And not for nothing, I actually did, shout out to Casey Gilbert, get great discounted singing lessons. And I think partially because we went to the same school and we could bond on that. Totally. And so, like I said, I offer that, again, just to like be, be aware. Like there are certain right. conversations that you are coming into with X amount of resources. It's just great to know what those resources, privileges are. Right. That said, what have been some clear barriers that you've noticed given also these identities as a white woman, as a woman, as a dancer, as a native New Yorker? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like the first one is, is like, as a dancer, is like time. I feel like I have no time to myself I feel like I have no time to do the things that I'd like to be doing outside of work mm-hmm. um yeah like just I know recently there's like a family reunion I can't go to that because I have to work and I have dance right. I'm going away with a company like it's it's constantly this feels like what life is like right um yeah in a recent possible job position I did feel like 
there was a barrier of me being a woman. Mm-hmm. And that was n- a new experience. Again, like coming from a place of privilege, I haven't had that experience often where it felt like because I was some Id- an identity that there were things that weren't going to work out or being judged upon. And that was a really strange and gross experience. Mm-hmm. Um, as like a woman who is a dancer, I felt that it was in a dance sort of situation. Right. Um, and another barrier is living in the Bronx and having to be in Brooklyn and Manhattan and Queens. Yeah. Honey, I didn't make that commute the opposite way around. She ain't no <sighs> joke. Yeah, this commute is rough. And to say we couldn't have, like, Chris and I purchased a co-op, which right. is something that I would love to tell more about and just share how that's something that might be more accessible than people think. People think. Right. And really important. Right. We could not have gotten a co-op in any other borough. Right. There is no way. We got the <laughs> lowest listing co-op I could find. Right. Which was in the Bronx. Right. Um, so we really wanted to own. Chris has lived in apartments his whole life. Mm-hmm. It was we saved up. That's why we lived at home for many years after mm-hmm. graduating. Mm-hmm. It was kind of awful, but... He was like, we're not moving out until we can buy something, even right. if that takes many years. So, yeah. um, And shout out to him for, like, knowing what he wanted. Yeah. And like, well, baby. yeah, his whole family's lived in apartments their whole life, you know. They never lived in a house, so it was hard. I think it was hard for him to see them being able to just lose something so quickly or, right. you know, have rent increase or right. something gets busted and no one comes and fixes it and they just right. got to live with it. Like, right. stuff like that is Reality what we are living with. New York living. Right, so... Um, it's great that we own that thing, but it right. does make things very far. And there was a bit, yeah, the, not only the travel barrier, but like even the desire to own a place. Yeah. Uh, you have the barriers of like, what can you really afford? Right. Um, and like putting any little pennies saved into it and then they're right. gone. Yeah. Right. 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 So to close, I want to ask the same question that I asked with Jessica. So. Hypothetically speaking, if you could no longer work for a month outside of performance, I want to get you to your like barest of pennies. Because I know with you and with Jessica, most of your pennies are coming from non-performing things. Mm-hmm. If you drop down, got your eagle on with the last set of pennies, what community, family, resources do you have to rely on if you were literally down to those last pennies? Mm-hmm. Well, I have a partner. That's a major one. It helps. It really would help. Um, it would be rough, but I think we maybe could make it through for a month mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on just one income. We mm-hmm. would have to make some adjustments. Right, right. Um but I think that's that that makes me feel safe in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, family. Like, my parents live probably 15 minutes from me. Right. I got cousins that live probably less than 15 minutes away from me that would house me in a second mm-hmm. and take care of me and feed me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those things. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Joan, where can the people find you? You have a performance coming up, potentially? Where can the Hey-o. people come and see it? Um, I don't have an Instagram. I'm not there. 
That's okay. I'm on the Facebook. Come on, and, Facebook. And I did buy a website domain. Okay, cute. That's joanbradford.com. Okay, cute. Okay. Mm. We'll have to talk on Alpha here about when you bought that girl. I'm trying to buy one, too. <laughs> it was a lot at first, but then, like, if you break it down, you're it's not that bad. Yes. Um, we should have put that in your expenses, Joan. That's what you I mean. No, com- I really. You better start I don't even know if what pennies. we said was even it. Like, I really got to sit down with. A spreadsheet. Honey. I'm just uh, scared of it. You know, I really am just feel scared about, about it. We have honey, talked about it. If you count the pennies that you have, you'll at least be able to take stock in what you have. I know. I feel like sometimes people be looking at numbers and be so stuck on what they don't have. But if you just could look at what you have, I know. you could potentially get more. But I, know, I also want to bring up before we close this episode, honey. Sometimes we be out here, dancers, and let me speak from the eye. There was a many a time that I was out here trying so hard to get more coins that I hadn't even figured out how many coins I needed. So I was sitting around, spreading myself too thin on a bunch of pieces of bread, and I wasn't even making no sandwiches. I think that's where I'm at. Honey, you need a good sandwich. You need less bread, more peanut butter. And if you're not getting this analogy, honey, (laughs) do less jobs, Mm. account for what these jobs are bringing in, and then potentially trade out a (sighs) job for another job so that you know at a baseline this is what you need, this is what this gives, oh, this don't give that, let me do something else. Oh. Because we can't, again, we all need sandwiches. We all need to know how many pennies we have so that then if we need some more. Baby, we can't be out here with a full bag of candy talking about, oh, can you give me some more? You don't need no more. I know. But this is what what I feel money and like, I don't know. I feel and like that's what I've been told my whole life. Just like make, try to make as much as you can. Right. Keep, but it, until what? Until what? I have a breakdown on the. In the, you know, you know well, what I mean? again, and then, right. uh, but, and I think it goes the both ways too. I'm thinking about Halloween candy because you know it's Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, you went trick or treating and they only gave you the fun sizes. <laughs> Direct correlation to dancing. Maybe mm. you make X amount of money, but you really just need somebody to cover transportation, mm-hmm. or you really just need a friend that got to hook up at a gym. Or you really just need somebody that got a hookup at a garden because you just really like a little bit more extra greens. Whatever it is, it's nothing wrong with asking. Hell, Giving Tuesday is all about asking. But it's asking for the things that you need. Mm-hmm. You don't need to ask for a whole pot of candy if you got like half fun sizes right there. Right. You might just need the full sizes. You might just need a Jolly Rancher because all you got was Starburst. You see what I'm saying? I totally see what you're saying. And so how can we be... Again, clear about what we have so then we can be clear about the ask. Because, you know, nonprofits, uh, SLM mostly, we all out here looking for X amount of money to keep these programs running. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like there could potentially be for non dancers this um, notion that because I'm asking you for money, I'm not out here making money. I'm not out here generating as many resources as I can and that's not true right it's actually the opposite like I've taken stock of what I have and now I'm asking you for that other part right and so and then too I'm also thinking about like if I can be really clear about what I need honey I can get real slick about the ask right what you like what you want you want you you need something like a a partnership you need something like kind of like a barter Mm mm-hmm 
And so I offer all of that to say, don't look at your damn finances. <laughs> just to look at them. You don't even have to look at them. For, just look at it for like five minutes. Just start with five minutes a week. Finance finance five. That's what you should call for it. For the finance five, everyone, please take out your Google Doc. We're going to do the finance five. So yeah, please. You're right. You're right. You're so right. I, I know this. Check out Joan at JoanBrafford.com whenever the <laughs> domain is ready. Also find her it's on ready. Facebook. Oh, yeah, it's ready. It's oh, ready. Baby, check her out. Um, as always, I want you to make it live. I want you to make it breathe. Honey, smack on the sandwiches that you <laughs> make. But as always, I just want you to make it. Bye, guys. Bye. Now a note from SLM Dances. This episode of We Making It is part of a mini-series highlighting the body business stories of Sydney L. Mosley Dances' creative partners. SLM Dances is a New York City-based dance theater collective that works in communities to organize for gender and racial justice through experimental dance performance. In sharing their stories with you, SLM hopes to make plain their needs as dance artists and inspire you and all SLM Dances community members to think and act from a place of abundance, empathy, and urgency. SLM Dances is fundraising to build our power as a collective. Our goal is 10000 by December 31st, 2019. Please visit SLM Dances website at SLM dances.com that's s-l-m-d-a-n-c-e-s.com to join slm dances community and become a donor keep in touch with slm dances fundraising efforts by following us on facebook twitter or instagram all at slm dances and the hashtag slmd body biz with a z 10k